Good evening. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and those who are returning home to our parish community. Because of the Delta variance community spread in Allegheny County and the latest recommendation of the CDC, we are asking that parishioners and guests please mask up again. For those who wish to continue physical distancing, you can be seated at the, in the designated area in the church where the pews are marked with ribbons. Assisting us today as our lector is Joanne Paradise. Our altar servers are Christina and John Vallette. I, Ann Payne, am your cantor. Our organist is Brian Hart, and our celebrant is Father Daniel. Let us now all stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Holy God, we praise thy name, number 615 in the blue hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. My family, to help us enter into this prayer, this celebration of the life and love of God Almighty with us and for us, let's just pause for a moment and call to mind those times in our lives where we've actually denied God's love for us, where we may have even denied our own dignity or tarnished the dignity of another. And for these times, let us just try our best to make ourselves vulnerable and open ourselves up to God's healing and comforting mercy and compassion. Lord Jesus, 
You are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you are Son of God and Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are Word made flesh and splendor of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you, for it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy 
the author of all that is good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. My family, please now be seated for readings from sacred scripture. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. In those days, I, Daniel, heard this word of the Lord. At that time, there shall arise Michael, the great prince, guardian of your people. It shall be a time unsurpassed in distress since nations began until this time. And that time your people shall escape everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some shall live forever. Others shall be an everlasting horror and disgrace. But the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament, and those who lead the many to justice shall be like the stars forever. The word of the Lord. Thank you to God. reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, 
every priest stands daily at his ministry, offering frequently those same sacrifices that can never take away sins. But this time, one offered one sacrifice for sins and took his seat forever at the right hand of God. Now he waits until his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering, he has made perfect forever those who are being consecrated. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer offering for sin. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, in those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the sky and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, Know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father." The Gospel of the Lord. Fun little bit of trivia for us. The first explicit 
reference to the bodily resurrection is found in the prophet Daniel chapter 12 which you just heard proclaimed. Isn't that a fun little fact? That's the first reference to explicit reference to the bodily resurrection and life eternal. Whereas Moses and the prophets certainly referenced eternal life, but they did not necessarily specify how that would be manifested. So for a little bit of trivia, you could, you could share that with your friends and family. The first reference in our Hebrew Jewish tradition is in the book of the prophet Daniel, chapter 12. So neat. I found that, I just learned that. I found it interesting. I don't know about you. But anyway, the book of the prophet Daniel and this passage that you heard me proclaim from the Gospel of Mark, they're both considered in our Catholic faith apocalyptic reference or apocalyptic literature. And this time of the year, as November come, goes on, and uh, we enter into our liturgical season. Our liturgical season starts to draw to a close. And readings of apocalyptic nature are used, such as these, to help us enter into this changing time. But we, many of us, myself included, have a a, a, a sort of a misunderstanding of what apocalyptic literature really is. Some people reference it as specifically the end of time. That apocalypse means that this is going to be it. The end of the world as we know it is done. Well, yes and no, just so we're clear. Let's, let's dig into the root word itself of the word apocalypse. Apocalypse comes from our Greek tradition. And apo means to remove or to pull back. Apo, uh, uh, coming from apocalypse. And kalane means to cover. So put those two words together, to pull back the cover or to remove the veil. That's what apocalypse literally means, to remove the veil. And then when we entered into our Latin Roman rite, a lot of our language changed from Greek into Latin. So that same notion of removing the veil in Latin is revelation. A more of a understanding like what is being revealed in revelation. The, 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 the veil is being removed. That's what revelation means. It's fascinating. So now, let's, with this understanding now, what is actually being pulled back? And what is being exposed? Think about it that way. Think about when we use the word apocalypse or revelation. Instead of thinking immediately the end of times and destruction and tribulation, think about pulling back the veil or removing the cover. And what are we removing the cover from? What is being now exposed? What is being shown to us? Keep that question in your mind and in your heart. And now let's go to the second reading, so beautifully proclaimed from the letter to the Hebrews. And we know this passage from the letter to the Hebrews 
we've been talking about this for like six weeks now. I'm not sure if, you, if you've been coming to church regularly, you know that we have been taking the second reading from the, from the letter to the Hebrews. And I'm gonna to try to be brief, <laughs> try. But the letter to the Hebrews was written to the Jewish Catholics. The Catholics who were Jews, who, who were really uh, knowledgeable in their faith and really devout in their Judaism, they needed a little bit more information to help them transition from faithful Jews to devout disciples of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, known as Christians and later on as Catholics. They needed this little, little bit more of an information to bridge the old covenant or the covenant with Moses to bridge it with what is now known as the new covenant in Jesus Christ. And that's what the letter to the Hebrews does. So if you wanna have a bridge between our Hebrew tradition and our Jew and Jewish Hebrew tradition and our Catholic faith tradition, read the letter to the Hebrews. It does shed a little light on a lot of things. But recently we have been talking about from the letter to the Hebrews, specifically in this passage, it's referencing that the priests of the Old Testament, the, the Jewish priests, what did they do? They offered sacrifices repetitively, over and over again. And why did they offer sacrifice? We've talked about this, for the forgiveness of their sins and, and, and the people's sins. They offered sacrifice for sin, their own and the people's. But, and that's what this reading says. Let's say, yes, every priest stands daily at his ministry, offering frequently those same sacrifices, listen, that can never take away sins. But this one, meaning Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the fulfillment of the old covenant, this one offered one sacrifice for sins and took his seat forever at the right hand of God. For by one offering, he has made perfect forever those who are being consecrated. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer offering for sin. My family, with that passage, we come to a better understanding of what is being revealed, what is being exposed to us. And what is that? Jesus is making, some scripture scholars, Jesus is making reference to himself. He is going to be revealed as true God and true man. He is going to reveal why he came. And why did he come? To forgive us our sins. And that is what is being revealed or exposed. Christ crucified, and Christ resurrected for the sake of our sins so that we can be forgiven. That is what is being revealed to us. Forgiveness. The forgiveness of our sins. God's mercy and compassion for us. And if we had a brain between all of us, I think we could figure out 
that we all need forgiveness. So when we are able to finally see with the eyes of faith and the heart of hope that God Almighty is offering himself to us, mercy and compassion and forgiveness made manifest, I trust we would all run to the Lord. And what does that do for us? We turn back to the Lord for the forgiveness of our sin. We turn back to the Lord for mercy. Once we, are, once we are able to finally see that God forgives us of our sin, that there's no, there's, there's, there's no qualification, there's no condition on it, it's forgiveness. And a mental exercise that I like to play with people to help us really grasp this is think about when you were born. What was the year you were born? And then I ask, what in general was, or a little bit, when was Jesus crucified? About 2,000 years ago. So the question is, what came first? <laughs> and what does that mean? It means forgiveness. <laughs> Your sins, my sins, our sins were forgiven 2,000 years ago. They were taken on by Jesus. But many of us, myself included, refuse to let them go. We hold on to them. In my family, Jesus is exposing himself and forgiveness itself made manifest. And he just wants us to turn back to him in love and in trust and in vulnerability and allow ourselves to be forgiven. In my family, when we do this, that will instill in us hope. Then that hope will instill in us a better perspective that we're all hurting, that we're all stumbling, that we're all muddling through. <laughs> and the more we recognize that we're all in this together and we're all the same, hurting, sinful people in desperate need of God's mercy, what would that instill in us? I hope it would instill in us the desire to work together and help each other out and entrust ourselves to the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love and unity. This is what is being revealed to us right now, forgiveness. And I'm begging you, pray that God allows you to see it. My family, let us now stand and profess our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. My family, let us turn now to our loving Father and ask him to hear our prayer by responding, Lord, hear our prayer. For the unity of all Christians in all cultures, 
that we may praise the Lord with many tongues, but one voice, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those preparing to enter the church, that they may find strength and perseverance for the journey, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all children living in the midst of war and violence, that the Holy Spirit may show the way to peace, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And we go forth that drawing strength from the God of justice, we may grow in our capacity to listen with respect to those with whom we disagree. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Rosina Diperna, Clara Hans, Carl Nazarino, Florence Shostak, and Sandra Sweeney. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And we remember today the deceased members of the Dukevich and Yesh Bodonetsky families and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those that we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Lord, hear our prayer. And now our prayer for unity in the bulletin on page five. We raise our voices to Mary, Queen of Peace, our mother, and to her most glorious son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Grant us greater commitment and sincerity as we continue on this journey of unity. Please grant our parish family a resurgence of faith, a spirit of love, and a hope for peace. May we be blessed with a vibrant, inclusive community, united in the spirit and living our covenant. Amen. Amen. Please now be seated for the preparation of the altar and the celebration of the Eucharist. Please join us in singing Center of My Life, number 679 in the Blue Hymnal.
Since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. O Lord, you are the center of my life. I will always praise you. I will always serve you. I will always keep you in my sight. Pray, my family, that my sacrifice and your sacrifice may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Lord, accept the sacrifice at your hands. Grant, O Lord, we pray that what we offer in the sight of your majesty may obtain for us the grace of being devoted to you and gain us the prize of everlasting happiness through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just that we should always give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you do not cease to spur us on to possess a more abundant life. And being rich in mercy and compassion, you constantly offer pardon and call on sinners to trust in your forgiveness alone. Never did you turn away from us. And though time and again we have broken your covenant, you have bound the human family to yourself through Jesus, your Son, our Redeemer, with a new bond of love so tight that it can never be undone. Even now you set before your people a time of grace and reconciliation. And as they turn back to you in spirit, you grant them hope in Christ Jesus and a desire to be of service to all while they entrust themselves more fully to the Holy Spirit. And so, filled with wonder, we extol the power of your mighty and tender love and proclaiming our joy at the salvation that comes from you, we join in the heavenly hymn of countless hosts as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and from the world's beginning are ceaselessly at work so that the human race may become holy just as you yourself are holy. Look, we pray, upon your people's offerings and pour out on them the power of your spirit that they may become the body and blood of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, in whom we too are your daughters and sons. Indeed, though we once were lost and could not approach you, 
You loved us with the greatest love. For your son, who alone is just, handed himself over to death and did not disdain to be nailed for our sake to the wood of the cross. But before his arms were outstretched between heaven and earth to become the lasting sign of your covenant with us, he desired to celebrate the Passover with his disciples. As he ate with them, he took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to them, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, knowing that he was about to reconcile all things in himself through his blood to be shed on the cross, he took the chalice filled with the fruit of the vine and once more, giving you thanks, handed the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is our Passover and our surest peace, we celebrate his death and resurrection from the dead. And looking forward to his blessed coming, we offer you, who are our faithful and merciful God, this sacrificial victim who reconciles to you the human race. Look, com look kindly, most compassionate Father, on those you unite to yourself by the sacrifice of your Son. And grant that by the power of the Holy Spirit as they partake of this one bread and one chalice, they may be gathered into one body in Christ who heals every division. Be pleased to keep us always in communion of mind and heart together with Francis our Pope and David our Bishop. Help us to work together for the coming of your kingdom until the hour when we stand before you saints among the saints in the halls of heaven with the blessed Virgin Mary, mother of God and our mother, the queen of peace, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and all the saints, with our deceased sisters and brothers whom we humbly commend to your mercy. Then, freed at last from the wound of corruption and made fully into a new creation, we shall sing to you with gladness the thanksgiving of Christ who lives for all eternity. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever.
at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we now together joyfully dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy. We may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ Keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. For those unable to be with us physically, we now pray a prayer for them of spiritual communion. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. 
Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. For the distribution of Holy Communion, please come forward in two single file lines. Once our minister and I disinfect our hands, we'll meet you at the base of the steps. We'll be right there.
on the cross that we bear. What is Pastor Lipsa's food, O oh Lord? May we possess in purity of heart what has been given to us in time. May be your healing for eternity. In this week's bulletin under the Taste and See column, we are sharing information about the roles you may feel called to within our liturgical ministry. The parish needs wedding coordinators who can help at weddings and wedding rehearsals. See today's bulletin for additional details. The Knights of Columbus will be outside of each church this weekend distributing Christmas seals. Yes, it is that time. Let us stand and pray. We have partaken of the gifts of the most sacred mystery, humbly imploring, O Lord, that what your Son commanded us to do in memory of him may bring us growth in forgiveness and in charity through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace glorifying the Lord by your life. Our closing hymn, Go Make of All Disciples, can be found at number 769 in your blue hymnal. <laughs>